Let your will 
your children shall behold it. Dreams awaken in this moment. Spirit come, Spirit come, pour it out. Let your love run Let your glory fill this house, pour it out. Let your love run over here and now. Let your glory fill this house. Now the world awaits your presence. power is within us. We will rise to be your witness. Spirit come, Spirit come, pour it out. Let your love run
death, he has conquered the grave. No matter what you're going through, he has already seen it to the end. Hallelujah. And if you need a victory, let your victory be in Jesus' name. Nothing that you can do is going to give you the victory that you want. He is your victory. Let that be what you strive for. Let that be your finish. Hallelujah. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus.
the problem, he takes care of it. Amen. It's not going to just cover up the symptoms. He will heal you from the inside out. Well, we're so glad to have you here. If you're new, we want to get to know you. There's a card right in front of you. If you want to fill that out, we'd appreciate it. Go around and greet some of your family of faith this morning. All right, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys it's time to stop talking, although I know you love it. <laughs> oh, they listened. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and, um, does he normally do the offer, the announcements or the offering first? Announcements. announcements. Okay. See, if you're watching Kylan, I got this. It's okay. <laughs> I got this. All right. So Kylan is with our son, Gavin. This weekend, they actually had plans. So um, they're, they're doing father-son stuff, which is fantastic. So... 
All right, so a couple of announcements. Uh, Monday night prayer, don't forget about that. We always have that six to seven here at the church. Um, so, I mean, it's a good place to be. I'm just throwing that out there. If you need something to do, Monday from six to seven, we got it. So um, also the 40 days to Easter scripture reading guide. We actually have those back there. Um, this is what it looks like. Um, it's, just a, it's just a nice way to sort of prepare your hearts for Easter, you know, the countdown to what, what was happening in that time. And um, sometimes in our world and our life, we get so busy and we don't really think about the whole what got us there, right? So it's important to take time and prepare prepare our hearts for that. So I really encourage you to get one of those and um, do it with your family. It's, it's really important. So also the youth are going to have a roller skating party, right, Josh? Josh is the guy to see right here. It's on March 27th. So that's fifth to 12th grade. I don't know details. So Josh is your man right there. Josh is going to do it. Right, Josh? Come on, Josh. Raise your hand. Yes, right there. He was trying to hide, I think, for a minute, but I'm not going to let him do that. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, don't. No. All right. So, it's not a lot of announcements, which is good, because you all know how much I love talking into a mic and being in front of people, right? You love it. So, I I do want to take up offering, and I was thinking about it this morning, um, what I wanted to say, and I don't, I don't really have anything profound for you guys, um, but I was thinking about 2 Corinthians 9-7. Um, Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And if I could be really, really transparent with y'all, is that okay? I haven't always been a cheerful giver. Sometimes... I think of all the other things I could be doing, right? Or um, I know I'm supposed to, and sometimes in my heart I'm like, well, God, you say to give is better, you know, just to be faithful in it, but I don't really want to, but I'm going to, right? I mean, does anybody else ever come on? Is it just me? Okay. Um, So, but then I think about it, and I think, the only reason I can give is because he's given to me, right? So I should be so thankful that I have that to give, right? So it, sometimes you just have to think. It's so easy for us to think about all the other little things, but when you think about why you can give, it's kind of amazing. So I guess I just want to encourage you guys. Sometimes you have to stop and reset, right? Be cheerful in your giving because you've got something to give, right? So I asked Lila if she would come up and pray for the offering for me, so she's going to do that. Let's pray. Um, Dear God, thank you for this wonderful day we've had today, God, and just help it to for the rest of it to be blessed and bless this tithe and offering for us, God, and help it all to go to good use and please help pastor kylan to have a fun time with gavin and to bond with him i guess and help the message to be good and 
just bless us all today. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys can come up. Just wait. Come on up and give. So while y'all do that, I, so Kylan's not here. We all know. However, I got a special treat for y'all. We got Pastor Rick here. Yay! Listen, we love having you here. And I know our folks love having you here. So I am so excited to hear what you got to say today. Amen. All right. So, th guys, I know you just clap, but give him a clap as he comes up. Hallelujah. You want this back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured maybe you and Pastor Kylan might be texting each other, you know. <laughs> uh, we do not need to have him back. <laughs> I, I am so humbled to be here. Um, you guys really don't know what it does for me uh, whenever I'm invited here, because I know uh, Pastor Colin, Pastor Margo, I know they, they take this seriously. They don't just, is that my wife? I was getting ready to say, who's that good-looking woman back there? I thought I was going to have to repent, like, God, you know, I'm sorry. That's, but that's my good-looking woman, you know. You know what? I, I want to, okay, so I really lost this. Just messed up my whole train of thought. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So I, but I, I just really, I'm humbled. Because I know that they, as pastors, they really care about this church. And, and they really care about the congregation. And so I know they will not just let any old body just come up in here, you know. So, so I'm always humbled and always blesses me. Uh, uh, to, to be here, because I do, I do look at you guys as family, so I don't know if you look at me like that or not, but I look at you like that, so, you know, just, I'm just that family member that won't go away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so, but I do want to thank my wife uh, for being here, uh, and my family, my son, uh, uh, my children, because um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a stickler for time. And so, you know, when it's getting close, I'm like, man, that's at least 45, 50-minute drive, you know. So I'm like, I can get a little cranky, you know. And, and, and so I want to acknowledge my, my wife, her patience in dealing with someone like me, you know. So, so I thank you and, and you guys for sacrificing and coming out. Amen. Um, so I got to... So we're family, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we're about to see, we're about to see. Um, so not to embarrass anyone, but uh, I, felt, I felt led, I was sitting here doing praise and worship, and I felt led to pray for uh, marriages. And so 
Uh, and then when my wife showed up, that was kind of like the confirmation, you know. So, so listen, it's not to put you on the spot. And I'm not saying that your marriage is horrible and it's falling off, the, you know, the wheels are falling off and all that kind of stuff. But I really feel led to just pray for marriages. So if you just need any kind of a spark in your marriage, if you just need any kind of a boost in your marriage, if you need any just any kind of touch, whether big or small, I want you to be real brave and come up here right now. If that's you, that you know, don't worry about what other people are thinking or doing. Just, 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 just come on up here, Lynn. You come up here too. <laughs> I was a little testy this morning. <clears throat> you know, you say, you say, you say, you say, why, why is this happening? Because here, here's what we do as a church, as church people. We don't want anybody to know that we have struggles. We don't want anybody to know that, you know what, we could use some prayer. Because then if we come up to the front, will people think, oh, are they on the verge of divorce? You know, and it doesn't have to be that, you know. Now, there may be some people up here whose marriage is really in a bad place and others you know, it just may be, you know what, God just wants to, God just wants to take care of those little things that you don't give to him, that you try to fix on your own. And he's going, no, I want to do that. I want to do that. And so for you to be up here today, it's not to embarrass, it's just God saying, listen, I love you. I want to bless you. I want to do it. L -l listen, here's what God is saying. You are kept people. You ever heard that phrase, a kept woman? You ever heard that? <laughs> you ever heard that phrase? You know, here's what God is saying. You guys are kept. You're a kept man. In other words, God is saying, listen, every need that you have, he says, I want to take care of it. I want to do it. Not just your needs, but your wants. You know, because sometimes church people get real spiritual and say, well, he's not going to give you your wants, you know. But the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. So guess what? He takes care of my needs and my wants. So I'm a kept man, you know. I'm just telling you, you know, and so are you. So today we're going to pray and I'm going to tell you right now, every little, even the little things, God is going to move. And he's going to take care of those little things, you know. Maybe some of you, well, you're probably not as bad as I am. I snapped at my wife a little bit this morning, you know. And I was sitting in, the, it was some song you guys were singing. And I was just like, God, I'm so sorry, you know. I'm so sorry, you know. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that, you know. <laughs> so, so, so these things happen. And for some reason, there's this thing in the church you can't talk about. Well, that's not true. That's not true. You know, we're family, and there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, we, we, we just need prayer. We just need prayer. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you, God, that you are just blessing these marriages right now. God, I thank you, Father, that you are imparting into them exactly what they need. I rebuke uh, those areas that we've gotten so comfortable with that we try to fix them. And we don't even think to turn them over to you sometimes. We just go into to action and try to fix it. But I thank you, God, that we are kept 
people today in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Father, Father, right now that these marriages are blessed, Father. I thank you that you're giving them double for their trouble, God. God, I just speak healing and breakthrough right now into every marriage represented in this church today, God. I thank you, Father, for husbands loving wives and wives loving husbands, God, for husbands being more patient with one another, God, for wives being more respectful of one another, God. I thank you, Father, that there's honor, Father, and it's not about if the other one deserves it or not, Father. It's about being holy and obedient to you, God. I thank you that everything that we do in these marriages, Father, is for you. It's to bring you honor. It's to bring you glory, Father. I thank you for it. God, I just... Boy, there's a marriage, there's a ministry in this couple right here. God, I just thank you, Father, for all that you're doing today, Father. And I just speak blessings, Father. I speak restoration, Father. I speak encouragement, Father, to all the marriages that are represented here. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand praise. You can be seated. <clears throat> you can be seated. Hallelujah. You know, I... I I guess I'm just that family member that shows up and doesn't know how to act, you know, I mean, just, just does everything out of order and all that kind of stuff, you know, you know. You ever have one of those family members that just uses the, the good towels and the good dishes even though you haven't set them out, you know, you know, I, I guess that's just how I am. Hallelujah. Hmm. Okay, 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 hallelujah. 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 Okay. Okay. We're going to pray. There's a lady right now. She's texting me. Um, her son is in the hospital. Uh, he's bleeding out of his nose and his mouth and having chest pains. Come on, let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just lift this young man up and we curse this attack against his body, Father. In Jesus' name, we curse this bleeding and this chest pain, and we command it to cease and assist right now in the name of Jesus, and we just loose the working of miracles into his body, God, and I just thank you that this family is blessed, Father. We speak peace, Father, and healing into this household in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My goodness. My goodness. You know, you do stuff like this when you're connected to Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? So, so, so let's just jump into this. In John 15, and I think you guys have been talking about uh, uh, neighbor, good neighbor, recognizing your neighbor. I think, okay, yeah, see, I stay connected. I stay connected. Yeah. Uh, uh, but in John 15, this will kind of tie into what you guys have been talking about a little bit. John 15, chapter, uh, uh, verse 1, excuse me. Chapter 15, verse 1. It says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Now, we could just stop right there. If Jesus is the true vine, then that means there's some false vines out there. Can we say amen to that? Jesus said, I'm the true vine. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm your source. 
I'm your source. Anything that is a source to you, anything that is of influence to you, if it doesn't echo Jesus Christ, if it doesn't promote Jesus Christ, then guess what? It's not a true source. It's not a true vine. It's a false one. Can we say amen to that? Jesus is making it clear. I am the true vine. So he's saying, if you understand that, there are some sources out there that want to take Jesus's place. There are some voices out there that are sound real good. You know, this morning, man, I, I, I think I might have listened to one a little bit. You know, this morning it was like, hey, they're not ready. You know, you got to be on time. You know, well, then I'm sitting here doing praise and worship. God, I'm sorry, Lord, just help us, you know. <laughs> so, 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 so there's, the Bible talks about voices, and it says that none of them are without significance, meaning every voice that's out there, it's got a purpose. It's trying to do something. But Jesus makes it abundantly clear, I am the true vine. I am your source. So anything seeking to be that source but it, uh, or influence, but it doesn't line up with, with Jesus, it's, it's false. But you got to know the real or the true vine. You got to know it in order to recognize the false. Because if you don't know the real or true vine, then the false vine could be speaking to you, influencing you, but it sounds good. It lines up with how you feel in that moment. And you might accept it as the true when it's really the false. So that's why we cannot be the, the dictator or the confirmer of, okay, this is Jesus, this isn't. This is okay, this isn't. No, we have to let the Holy Spirit do that. Can we say amen to that? So we got to be in, in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one that's going to say, I know you like that, but that's not me. But if you do that, then guess what? You will allow unintentionally, unintentionally. I mean, you mean well, you mean good, you walk in the church. Hi, everybody. Hello, praise the Lord. But if you are the one deciding what should influence you or what shouldn't, Okay, other than my wife, none of us are perfect, okay? <laughs> Just getting some points. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but even my precious wife, even she doesn't get it right all the time, you know, most of the time, but, but, but not all the time. So, so we have to have something to compare to. It's kind of like investments, you know. Uh, if, if anybody does any investing and you say, wow, well, my portfolio made 8% last year, and you go, I think that's good, until you compare it to other investments and you find out they all made 30% last year, then you go, well, wait a minute, my 8% is not so good anymore. So it's like that. We have to have something to compare, and we use the Word of God to compare. Can we say amen to that? So, 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 so we have to know what the true vine is. In Ephesians 4, if you have your Bibles, Ephesians 4, and I know you guys know this, but in verse 29, I believe it is, then uh, this is what the Bible says. Ephesians 4, 29. It says, 
let some corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Oh, that's not what it says? Okay, let me... Oh, okay. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Well, what if they're getting on my nerves right now? Well, what if I've told them 150 times and they still won't listen? I had a guy say to me one time, he said, now, preacher, sometimes you got to cuss people out. I said, whoa, really? <laughs> I said, what scripture is that? <laughs> Where in the Bible is that? He said, no. He said, I'm just telling you, sometimes people won't get it until you use that kind of language. I said, well, brother, the word is my standard. The word is what guides me. But you know what? I'm not agreeing with him, but I understand where he's coming from. I understand to get so frustrated in a situation that if you don't have anything to pull you back, if you don't have anything to say, hold on, wait a minute, don't go there, you'll go there. You'll do some things. Well, you say, well, Pastor, I don't have a problem with profanity. Okay, maybe that's not your thing, you know, but you struggle with something. <laughs> you got something that if you're not careful, it'll take you places you don't need to go. And sometimes we get so comfortable going those places, we've done it so long, we'll justify it. You know, we get comfortable with it. And guess what? The conviction begins to go away. And now, hey, that's just something we do. But that's why you got to know the true vine. Somebody say true vine. And that's Jesus Christ. So his word is telling us, it says, let no corrupt communication doesn't matter what the situation is. What's corrupt uh, communication? Foul, abusive, shameful, degrading, you know, language. Sounds like election time. You know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you, you, see, you see saved people use abusive, shameful. Well, I tell you that so-and-so you know, or, or let, let's just be honest. We just pray for marriages. Now, maybe not your marriage, but I tell you what, there are marriages out there. There's some corrupt communication that comes out of your mouth in a marriage. I know. We ain't going to get no amens on that one. <laughs> you know, but, but, but we, have to, we have to examine these areas. You know, we got to be careful. You know, well, you know, my wife, she's... Or my husband, he's just, or those people. We got to look at this stuff. Because we don't want to be status quo. You know, we want, let me, let me tell you something. You are the representatives of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? So you know what? He is constantly perfecting us. Listen, he's not beating us up, and I'm not here to do that either. But he's saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm not okay with that remaining in your life. I want you to represent me. I want you to experience me in ways I want to invade your used to's. 
You say, what is that? You know, we got some used to, you know, we, we got some go-tos in life. We got some things that when, when pressure comes or whatever, we are just used to doing certain things. You know, it's, it's, it's automatic. Sometimes if a spouse says something to us, we can just go into depression. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, uh, 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 in, in a marriage, you know, we could just go into bitterness. And we're just used to doing that. And we don't see anything wrong with it because that's been our go-to. Sometimes in a marriage, if certain things are done, buddy, we got a response, and it's not from heaven. <laughs> it's not from heaven. And you know what? We're just used to that. Well, I'm telling you this. God is saying, today I want to invade your used tos. I want to be the God of, I, I want you to have no area in your life where you want to allow me to come in and change if I need to. And that's what he's wanting to do today. But in order for that to happen, he's got to be the true vine. Somebody say true vine. Yeah, he's got to be that. He's got to be the one that has total access into your life, any part of your life, anytime he needs to come in. So we, we, we look at this word, and, 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 and it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, somebody say good, good. to the use of edifying. So you know what? Let everything you say be good and helpful. Let everything you say be, be encouragement to those that hear it. Well, do you know what they just did? Well, let me read the scripture again. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. It doesn't say unless. Unless they said something about your mother, you know. <laughs> and then you got every right to give them what you want to give them. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth unless it's your spouse of 20 years and by now they should know better. Doesn't say that. So then we got these areas where Jesus is saying, am I really the true vine, the true source? Or is there another source? And you might not even realize there's another source. You know, I had to watch it. I'm, I'm, I, I like, um, because of my profession, I, I, I kind of have to watch a lot of financial news. And, and it used to be at one time, they would keep it just financial, just stocks, bonds, all that kind of stuff. But now they're real political now. You know, now I watch it and I got to cut it off sometimes because they, they start, you know, going to their party and what they believe. And, and I don't always agree with some of that stuff. But I have to be careful because there are some people I kind of do like listening to, but even those folks sometimes don't. They, they veer, you know. Maybe they start off and I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And then they go places. They go places. Maybe I need to be, should I be more specific? I don't know. Should I go there? Maybe I should, okay. Uh, so if I'm watching Fox News, if I'm watching CNN, if I'm watching Hannity, if I'm watching, you know, whoever, Whoopi Goldberg, if I'm watching, you know, I'm, hey, she's got a voice. <laughs> listen, a lot of people listen to that. The, 
Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have went so specific. But, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, that's one. I mean, there are so, you know, Dr. Phil, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. There might be some Dr. Phil fans in here. But I'm just saying, anyone that doesn't promote, support Jesus Christ should not be a source in your life. Can we say amen to that? Even if they happen to say some things that we like, you know, we still have to have a barrier around that. We still have to put up a wall. Your holiness deserves protection. Can we say amen? So if your holiness deserves protection, then you know what? We need to do that. We need to have a filter. We need to have, well, you know what? I watched part of that program, but then they got into some other stuff, so I had to turn it off. Instead of, I was at a client's house one time, and she was like, I'm just so depressed. She said, I know you're here to talk about money, but you know, I know you're a man of God, and, 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 and I want you to pray for me. And, and, and God just gave me a word of wisdom. The Holy Ghost did. I looked up. I said, how much of this news do you watch? She said, oh, it stays on all day. I said, oh, okay. I think we know what the culprit is. <laughs> I think we know what the problem is. You know, you watch this all day? She said, well, yeah. I said, so when do you pray? Well, when I go to church. Okay. Now, now listen, this is a good-hearted woman. This is not a mean lady, you know. But she never took the time to consider, maybe I'm watching this trash just a little too much. You know, she, she, the, the, the network that she watches, it lines up with her political views and things like that. So she's not thinking there's anything wrong. But we're talking about the true vine today, amen? And so the true vine will say, hey, you know what? That's enough. That's enough. I wonder, do some, do, does, does the average Christian household give as much time to prayer and praising as much as they do whatever news, talk show, morning show, late night show, as they give? I wonder. Because if we do, guess what? As, as, as connectors, as responsible, representatives of Jesus Christ and being connected to the true vine, there's certain things I'm not going to say. I'm just not going to say it. There are certain things that even if my flesh rises up, I'm going to say, hey, my spirit man is going to kick in and say, no, nah, don't you say that. I can tell you uh, in our marriage, uh, and my wife will attest to this, there, there are times in our marriage where we've had I know we don't like to say arguments, but that's what it was, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, we've had arguments, disagreements, and I've heard the Holy Ghost say, you need to apologize right now. I'm like, I need to apologize? <laughs> Did you hear what she just said to me? And, you know, I got one of them black wives. She's doing all this and, you know, all that. Every, you know, and I'm getting dizzy just looking at her, you know. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and the Holy Ghost said, Apologize to her. And you know what I've told him? I'm very, I'm just straight to the point. I said, you know what? I want to apologize because you want me to. Yeah. 
That's why I want to, because you want me to. But here's the thing. I can't do it in my own strength. I, and I, I, I would just tell them, if you want me to do it, I want to do it because you said so. But I need your strength. I need your help. And I'm going to tell you, every single time I've done that, just boom, all of a sudden, it just, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? But that's because in our house, he's the true vine. You know, whether you guys realize it or not, I just, just kind of gave an apology to her when she walked in, you know, in public, you know, you know. I'm not telling everybody that you have to do that, but I'm, I'm just saying to you, because he's the true vine. And it's okay. You know what? I don't put too much pressure on myself. And I'm working on not putting too much pressure on my family, you know. But, 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 but it's okay that we don't get everything right the first time. It's okay. I don't have to try to live this facade where when you see me, you know, my wife and I are holding hands, praise the Lord, how you doing, you know. And we just swinging hands, like, you know, everything's just fantastic. But boy, when we get in that car. Well, I tell you what, you know, be careful of these new cars. I think they listen to you, you know. <laughs> boy, I, you know, the saying, if walls could talk, it's going to be, what if cars could talk, boy, you know, you know. Because, you know, God is saying, as Jesus is the true vine, you don't have to put on facades. You don't have to, I, I say it this way. You don't have to be a public success, but, but a private failure. That's not the life of a believer. Can we say amen to that? That's not what we do. And sometimes the church gets real comfortable with that. As long as everybody else thinks that we are, you know, that's all that matters. No, I beg your pardon. That's not what the word says. You know, Jesus desires, God desires, the Holy Ghost desires, listen, I want you to have peace and prosperity, you know, in the private times uh, with your spouse, with your family, with your finances, with your health, you know, with, 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 with your reputation in the, in the community. He says, listen, I just want to invade every area of your life. But he's got to be the true vine. You know, when we... When we read that, when we read that, that he's the true vine, uh, uh, it also says that my father is the husbandman. Can we say amen to that? Is that what the word says? So that means that Jesus is the true vine. He's the source, and God is the gardener. Husbandman, that's what that means. God is the gardener. So God has said, let me clean it out. Let me structure it, organize it. Let me remove and put in. Not you. Not you. You put anything in, you put in because of the instruction and obedience of God. Can we say amen to that? But you can't do that if Jesus isn't the true vine. So, so, so here's what the church faces. Jesus is the true vine, but sometimes we let other vines in. We go to church every Sunday. We go to Bible study, and, you know, we, you know, praise the Lord. You know, we, we do that, and, and we pray. 
We pray. But what about those difficult areas? What about those challenging areas that we don't like to talk about? What about those things that we're kind of embarrassed about? Is Jesus the true vine then? Or is there another source? And this is what we have to ask ourselves. <clears throat> and so it's saying here, I'll get to scripture and then I'll wrap this up. Uh, uh, if we go back to John 15. Okay, verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So he cuts off the branches that don't produce fruit. Then he prunes the ones that do so they can produce more. So Jesus is saying, this is what God does. He's the one that's, okay, okay, now I'm not, how can I say this? So I'm all man, okay? I mean, you know, this is all man. However, that doesn't even sound right, Start. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so in our house, there are some things that my wife does that you might commonly associate the husband doing. One time I was busy, uh, I, was, I was just on the road, you know, uh, meeting with clients and stuff a lot. And so we had a plumbing problem. And I remember my boys, Daddy, you gonna fix the shower in the hallway, the bathroom in the hallway? Man, I'll, I'll get to it, man, I, you know, I'm just busy right now. I come home one day, there's all these tools, you know, laid out in the bathroom and my wife fixed the plumbing problem. Don't, don't encourage her, don't, you know, don't encourage her, <laughs> you know. Now, she did that, but guess what I was more focused on? We've had these colors on our walls for too long now. I think it's time that we go with a new color scheme. I think maybe, um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, I know that's... I forgot why I even brought that up. <laughs> yeah, let me just move on with that. So Jesus says that maybe we just needed to laugh. I don't know, you know. But it really is like that. I mean, you know, one time I, in the bathroom, in one of the bathrooms, I painted six squares, you know, and then I took one color, and put it down one side and another color. And then I, I just kept doing that. So I said, now, pick which color you want and pick which trim you want. And I put, I mean, I painted, thank God we didn't have company for a while, but I, I mean, I painted big blocks on the wall so she could see. How long did those blocks stay up there? Yeah, 180 days, you know? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's funny like that. She more, she's more interested in a big screen TV. I'm the one at Hobby Lobby, you know. 
We go to Hobby Lobby, and she's like, I don't know how you can stay in this store so long, you know? <laughs> I'm going over to Sears. They got TVs on sale, you know? And she does that, and I'm there, and, 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 and when she comes back, it's always a crowd of, of older ladies with me. So you're going to do what with that? So I'm going to take this, I'm going to put it up, and I'm going to match it with this, you know? And she's just sitting there like, I don't get it, you know? But then she's at the TV section with guys, you know, she's like, we think about that, and you know, and there's these men like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so. I don't know. I guess I just needed to get that out. But uh, John 15, that's what I'm supposed to talk about. <laughs> Two, he says that every branch that, that doesn't produce fruit, he, he cuts it, but then he purges the ones that do so they can do more. So, so, oh, that's why I brought that up, <laughs> you know. I do, I do the flowers, so if you ever come to our house and you go, wow, this is, this is nice, don't go over there thanking her, you know. That's all me, because she gets the credit for that, you know, because they just assume, you know. But the one thing I do know about pruning is sometimes, you know, when something overgrows, you need to prune. I know sometimes uh, 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 in, the, in the winter, as winter comes, you need to cut things back. You need to cut them away. So, 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 so here's what God is doing. He's saying there's some dead things in your life that I just need to take up out of there. And then he says this. Now, get ready for it. He says there's some things that are overgrown, meaning there's some things in your life they have a position that they shouldn't have. They have too much influence. They have too much say-so. You spend too much time in this. So he says, I need to cut that back. But see, God does that. Because if it's up to us, certain things we'll just let overgrow. Certain things we just will allow too much access, too much position in our lives. That's why Jesus has to be the true vine. Because if he's the true vine, then God becomes the gardener. And then God says, if there's anything out of place, I'll take care of it. You know? And he's saying, I'll take care of things that you wouldn't. Maybe you don't know. Or maybe you're just comfortable with that. You know? We get comfortable. I mean, listen, we get, you know... Gosh, my family is the most comfortable, dysfunctional family I think there is, you know, because we get comfortable with these things. But just because you're comfortable with it doesn't mean that it's God-ordained or God-blessed. That's why Jesus has to be the true vine. It says this in verse 3. It says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So the word cleanses us. Can we say amen to that? He says, abide in me, uh-oh, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. You cannot produce good fruit without abiding in Jesus Christ. And so what we have to do, what we're challenged to do is to look at, okay, am I abiding in him in every aspect of my life, or are there some aspects of my life where I don't abide in him? Because I'm telling you now, the Bible is teaching us that you won't produce good fruit in that area. 
And here's what he doesn't want. He doesn't want, well, I do pretty good over here and I do pretty good over there. We're not going to talk about this right here. That's not what he wants. He loves us so much that he says, you know what? I want to handle that right there too. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it may go against what you've known all your life. It may go against what your parents taught. It may go against how you were brought up. It may go against what your community believes as a whole. But if I'm the true vine, let me into that area. And you watch what's going to happen. Remember, he prunes so you can produce more fruit. So you realize that you were not created to produce just a little fruit. You were created to produce a lot, to bear much fruit. Can we say amen to that? Okay, then we got to let him in. And we got to abide. What does abide mean? Obey him, stay connected to him, let him into our lives. You know, we're, we're there. It's a relationship. It's a commitment. It's not, you know, when I'm feeling it and then when I'm not. It abide means even on my worst day. Jesus is still king and Lord of my life. Even when people who should have been there for me mistreat me, and I want to, man, I want to give them a piece of my mind. I want to know Jesus is still Lord of my life. He's still the true vine. So this is where we're at today. So, I, you know, I don't know if this is an exciting message to you or not, but I'm going to tell you something. It is. Because notice what he said in the beginning. He said, and I prune the one that produce fruit so they can produce even more fruit. So it's pruning season. <laughs> Let me wrap this up. In uh, verse 5, he says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So if there's any area in your life where Jesus is not Lord, you're not going to produce anything. No matter what you think, no matter what it looks like, no matter how you feel, if Jesus is not Lord in that area, meaning you're not uh, obeying him fully, you're not trusting him, you're not letting him in, you're not going to produce good fruit. So it says this, in verse 6, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire. That's hell, for people that don't think hell is referenced in the Bible. He says, and they are burned. Here's where I want to end it at, verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words, somebody say my words, my words. abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. That's the answer. That's a secret right there. That shows you how to get answered prayer. He says, if you abide in me, meaning stay connected, you trust in me, you lean and depend on me. If you, if you were to fall short, you, you repent and you come back and, and you don't justify, you allow my word to govern every part of your life. You seek to please me even if you fall short, you don't beat yourself up, you get back in it and you stay connected. If you abide in me, he says, and my words abide in you. 
If you do that, he said, you can ask whatever you want, and it'll be done. You say, well, how is that possible? Well, if you're abiding in him and his words are in you, first of all, you're not, not going to ask for anything crazy. Lord, kill my husband. <laughs> no, you're not going to say that. You know, you go, oh, well, Pastor, I've said that. Well, just repent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but you're, you, he will keep you. He, listen, he's going to make imprints on your heart, you know, that you aren't even aware of. There are things that are just going to just, just spring up out of you. And guess what? You're going to ask for him, those things. And he's going to say, it's my pleasure to do it. It's my pleasure to do it. I want to do it. Anybody have children? What about grandchildren? Yeah, buddy. Some grandkids, boy. Woo, you talking about answered prayer. You know, they can, grandma, grandpa, nana, you know, granny, whatever the name is. Can I? And the answer is yes before they even finish. <laughs> I tell you what, man, I, my mom, I got a great mom. I love my mom. But I tell you what, I tell her all the time, you know, you need to work on your love because you love your grandkids more than you love your, your children. <laughs> and she tells me, hey, that's just how it is, you know? <laughs> you know. I'm like, you do things for them you never did for us. Well, you know what? You got to forgive me because you're a Christian. So, you know, I mean, she says stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, are you serious? You know, but, but, but I, I, I just want to tell you that it's God's desire for this church to be a church that whatever you ask, he wants to do it. I'm just telling you, that's who you are. People like you, okay, let me say it this way. People like me need people like you. That's just the truth of the matter. I'm around people all the time that look like me, and they think people like you don't love or appreciate people like them. They think, well, you know, they think we are criminals. You know, that's all the news shows anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, you know I, I, gosh, there's countless numbers of things that all kind of people do that the news will never show. That's boring. Who wants to hear about the guy that's got a food ministry every weekend? He's feeding people and handing them Bibles, you know. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to hear that. But see, there are people out there that need you. There are people out there that need you that when you pray, it needs to happen. I'm telling you this. There are people you're going to come in contact to, white, come in contact with, white, black, blue, green, yellow, whatever. But here's what they're going to need. They're going to need for you to pray in Jesus' name and it be done. So guess what? We have to abide in him. You know, we pray all the time, God, use me, God, use me. You know, and then when he does it, well, I didn't mean like that, you know. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's not what I was talking about, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I want you to use me and I'd be comfortable with it. That's what we're saying. But guess what? He's going, no, no, no. I, there's things in you that you don't even know about. And you're not going to know about them 
until you experience it. My son, he tried out for AAU basketball, so he, he was probably the shortest <laughs> or one of the shortest, you know, and, and he, he did well, but he needed to see it. He needed to experience it. He saw those kids and, and you know, I mean, these guys were eighth graders, and they were like six foot. And I'm like, man, what are you eating, you know? <laughs> and can we have some, you know? <laughs> you know, but once he got out there and experienced it, now he knew what to have faith for. See, some of us, our faith, it's just, it's just, it gets stagnant. It gets dormant because we only operate in areas that we're comfortable with. And now we run the risk of it not even being faith anymore if we're not careful. So God is saying, no, 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 no. I want to sharpen you. I want to expand you. I keep telling you, this church right here, this is the church that's going to touch the community. This is the church where everybody will feel welcome to come. So it's pruning season. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what your word does. I thank you, Father, for your word is loving, it's encouraging. But God, I thank you that your word is powerful and it desires to break forth, to bust loose, to remove the limitations. And so God, I thank you, Father, that we are people because we abide in you, because you are our true vine. There's not any part of our life that we're just gonna take for granted. No, we were all put in under your microscope. We want to be holy. We want to be righteous. And we're ready to be used by you. So I just speak a blessing over this congregation right now, even for the ones that are not here today. God, I thank you that you're going to take them into areas that they haven't been before, but you will be with them and they will produce much fruit. I thank you that marriages and families, that a shift is just taking place. We're not trying to control anyone anymore. We're just trying to love. We're just trying to love and be a blessing, God. And we're not going to worry about it. We're not going to complain about it because you're the true vine. So we're just going to speak love and speak blessings no matter what people do. We're just going to be committed to love no matter what happens. And I thank you for the harvest that will come. We decree and we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Mark, I'll just turn it back over to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Am I on? No. I did. Hello. Oh, there I was. So that was great. Thank you. You know what I... What struck me with that one is, um, you know, we're talking about pruning and, you know, that part of the verse where it's like, you'll cut away dead branches. I think a lot of times we um, focus on that part. We're like, yeah, cut those suckers, get, get rid of them. But then you're like, and then he'll prune. Oh, okay. Because pruning isn't like fun necessarily, but it's, but it is necessary. So that was great. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, you guys have a great week, and we'll hopefully see you Wednesday, Sunday. It's so beautiful out today. Go enjoy it, because I, I, I don't want to, you know, I hear we're getting 30s again, so have a great, <laughs> sorry, sorry.
Go enjoy it. I know, don't throw things at me. All right. You guys have a great week.